0: Another hot ass week. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, as you know, Nick is on a world tour basically. So um, we have a special guest um, who's been here before. We brought him back. So it's Mark O.S. Back. Hey. Um, hey. Y'all know him. Y'all will be seeing more of him on so many other things. he got his own podcast finally finally yes midnight social distortion it is out thank there me. i need to listen to it thank you
1: thank you thank you so much thank you it's i'm, I'm glad to be back though it's just been a lot of stuff going on this week and it i am ready to go through it i'm ready to just
0: you know break it down as I say steal the tea and all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> a lot going on this is you know for us this is a big day this is um Right now, this is the weekend of not only Juneteenth. Well, let me rephrase that. Not only Pride, but Juneteenth, which is now a holiday. Like a complete yes. federal holiday. Got the day off yesterday. Uh, Did you you? Know. Yeah, I got, I got the day off
1: yesterday. I was trying to ask my manager, like, what's up? I mean, because you weren't the only person who I found out here day. Off yesterday, was like, I guess they're saying, like, yeah, you, we're, you're not technically federal, so just chill out with this. Son. We were still working right <laughs> uh, So No, we,
0: we observed it at the college, you know, I was like, great, because I really wasn't doing nothing anyway, but I was like, still, because, uh, you know, we're still working from home. Okay. We're able to go back. I've been going back every three days. I did that last summer, I was going like three days a week. Like maybe oh, two hours. And that's what I'm doing now. But yeah, you know, it's, it's really cool to have Juneteenth celebrated. Miss Opal Lee, um, bless her heart, 94 years old, has been fighting for this to be a holiday for over 40 years. Her hard Ooh. work paid off. Um, as I said, she's been doing this over 40 years. She is a community activist. And I was very happy to see her at the White House um, being greeted not only about, you know, Joe Biden, but as having a black VP, I always Ooh. like to see when our elders are able to see either a black president or, you know, a, a black anybody in that in that in high office, because um, they've lived a long time. And, you know, a lot of them don't get to live to see stuff like that. And I remember right. that older black woman who was like, I think she was 100 and something when she met Obama and Michelle. Right. And I forgot her name. Um, I think she passed. Yeah, I think she passed. So I know I know he's talking about, and the
1: name escapes me as well, but I think that right after she met them, she did pass away, like you said, yeah.
0: And I was like, and I, and I felt good knowing that she passed seeing them, because I remember when she met them, it was the way she said, the Black president and his Black wife. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I get why she said that. I get right. why she said that. Because most right. you know, professional Black men and, you know, in a higher tier, usually have a white wife. But to have, mm-hmm. a, you know, have Michelle, who is a, a, a dark-skinned woman, you know, with full curves and everything, that, you know, that was that was something to see. And, you know, you think see. about it, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, right. so I'm, I'm happy, I'm, overall I'm happy for Miss Opalie for being able right. to be remembered, to be honored, you know, there's some people cutting up online about Juneteenth, and it, it was a little, it got to a point I was really, I was pissed at some folks because they were just being a little bit just, you know, out of pocket about who's who did this, who, who, who idea was this. I was like, well, the Black Caucus, um, this was brought up last year by, um, you know, the Black Caucus. Uh, Kamala was a part of that. Um, um, Sheila Lee uh, over in Texas. All of that that there are people who was doing it. I said, but not just that, but Miss Opal Lee been doing this for years. They did a march for years, right? How so you disrespect? That- Going to disrespect them like that? You did first. You didn't Google. Then you out here right. talking, from them, talking, and you know I was a little upset. I was like, ma'am, you climbed a flagpole. This woman actually did stuff, but. We're not gonna do right.
1: that. It's, like, <laughs> it's no, but you're right though because I'm not gonna lie. When I first came across it, it was a roller coaster ride for me because you know my first brush with Juneteenth was back when I was like 12 or 13 because my best friend at the time had moved from Texas mm-hmm. and he invited me over to their house and there was barbecue and stuff. He, him and his mom. I'm like, what are y'all? celebrating and they say it's just Juneteenth and then I'm like but they say it's just Juneteenth they said Juneteenth they broke it down to me this is when the slaves in Texas found out that you know Mm -hmm. you know they were free and stuff and after two years and not knowing and stuff like that and so they explained it to me but like you said when they made it a holiday I was like jubilated and then I saw some of the comments I'm like yeah you know right you can't teach Critical race theory in some places, which is kind of ridiculous. But then I kept hearing about the grandmother of Juneteenth. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's when I kind of started real um, knowing about Opal Lee, Miss Opal Lee. And seeing her be very excited to sit there and see her hard work become Mm -hmm. a law, it was just, I mean, just see, because I watched it live. And you could just hear her voice saying, you know, like, oh, Jesus, oh, God, you know, because it's just that, that you did that jubilation and that you worked so hard mm-hmm. and you're seeing this, you're seeing history being made in front mm-hmm. of you and you're a part of it. So yeah. I backed up on a lot of the um, criticism on it becoming a holiday, because like you said, it's a lot of people who didn't do their work and they just like to. It's like it's the, these are the same people who are just saying what, how can I put it, just because you have a platform it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to tell us all your thoughts if you don't yeah, trying to say right, about certain things. Right. And you feels like, well, what do you say about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? You can. You have the choice to not say anything. Mm-hmm. you know, and just keep it at that because you're going to make somebody, you might sit there and appease some people, but you're going to make some other people mad. Yeah. And I'm not trying to take away from that, but it's kind of like the whole Chloe Bailey situation right now and mm-hmm. it's just like, this lets you know that so many people think they know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and they really don't. And, and it's just yeah, we need to we need to call folks out for that. You know what I saying? Right. You're
0: right, because I saw that too. And I'm like, do y'all know who Nina Simone is? You have y'all listened to her music? Because right. Nina Simone, for what I re, what I was told, performed almost nude somewhere at one point in her career. And right. her songs have been about sex and have been about liberation and freedom to be free. There, there, there's a whole meal about her being like. What is it to be free, to be a free black woman to do what you want to do to be able to, you know, showcase your sexuality? That's what, you know, young girl was doing. And wasn't even, it wasn't like an issue. I'm like, this is talent. I'm looking, I watched, I was like, okay, she's talented, this is cute. You know, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. You can interpret um, Miss Simone's stuff as much as you can because it has been interpreted in different ways over the years. And right. so I'm just like, I saw that discourse. I was like, y'all need something, some of y'all are doing the most. But you know, it's funny because some of these these black, i call them black blue checks. They get to a point. Right. And they have to, and, and people have to remember, and I'm I'm not trying to be rude because I don't have a, a blue check, but you have to remember that they've been elevated, not really by us. <laughs> they've been elevated by a lot of these white progressives who think they smart and they feel smart because they hear them talk. And then they get right, up there right. and show out, but it takes us to remind them who they are. And I, and, right. and, and we had, and that was an eye-opener for me during, you know, the, the 2020 primaries. Um, right. The way they were like, it, it, it was still bug me down. I'm not going to go down this road, but it was still bug me that we had Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, um, and Hula and Castro, three right. highly qualified people of color. And we had all of these Black blue checks talking about Elizabeth Warren. And I'm like, uh, okay, she's cute and good and all. She's done some good stuff, but she doesn't have any receipts in the Black community. She don't have any history with the Black community. Uh, but here we got these three <laughs> who have history, who have receipts, but y'all don't wanna hear them, but you're gonna talk about this white woman who thought she was Native American until Trump punked her. And I'm just like, wow, are we really? Wow. for this? So it's been interesting to see that because well, I, I think I tweeted that it was interesting to see people disrespect Opalie and Juneteenth, but these were the same people supporting a white woman who didn't have any receipts in the black community. I said, that's, just, that's, that's rich to me. So I was like, mm, that's very interesting. Um, right. Say people who were like going after Obama because he didn't do enough, but you're gonna go after, but you're gonna support somebody who's done nothing for us. So like, okay, right. I but yeah. Right, anyway, 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 celebrate Miss <laughs> Opal Lee. Uh, you know, Juneteenth. There is a lot more work to be done. I know we're talking about voter rights that needs to be done. Making that a holiday is not the same juncture as doing the voter rights thing. Just so people understand the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a different situation um that's like going to Paris versus going to Paris Tennessee so they are trying to figure out what to do I hope things will get better and I do hope um that we that we do get the voting rights taken care of and all that but let's enjoy the small victories I think you know our the elders always said if you don't stop to smell the roses you will never know the sweet sound of success or whatever the saying is but right Take the moment to you know enjoy the victories. That was Miss Lee's day, and I wasn't gonna mm-hmm. piss on it. I wasn't I'm happy right. for her. This is history still, and this is the work that she 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 did. Right, if you right. know her history, her house was burned down. That woman, like 94 years old, she has seen things we have not seen
1: exactly. in Texas.
0: So exactly. So let's, you know, for some of y'all new activists, sit down, learn the history, learn that it's not about you, and learn that we don't have to doom-scroom every time. Everything is not like what uh, do. Yes, it's rough, and yes, it's tough, but the work has to be done, and when we get a victory, celebrate. Right.
1: I agree 100%. Um, like I said... I want to be, it's like being black in America, you know, James Baldwin said, you know, to be black in America is to always be in a state of rage. And that is true. I just want to be able to enjoy something. Tell my nieces that, you know, y'all going to have a bright future and not lie to their faces. Mm -hmm. Not trying to sit there and say that they're not going to have to worry about anything because at this rate they're gonna probably inherit our you know issues and stuff like that but they have uh, another level to step on and to bring about change in america Mm -hmm. i just want to and we can be aware of the inconsistencies and the um ironies and whatnot surrounding this but to me when you sit there and say, well, this is what they're trying to do. This is what they're trying to do. It's like you just dis- you disregard this openly in and all her work in the mm-hmm. process. It's like you're whitewashing her without knowing that you're whitewashing her. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. the narrative is going to be that she's going to be a forgotten figure if we keep doing that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And so yeah. you know, we got to focus on tackling those who are trying to dismantle to our voting rights be like at least miss Opal League got a win for us but at the same time we still have a lot of fight they to go. go like kamala like like VP harris said we have a long we've come a long way but we still have a long way to go like yes. you know so you know just just be you know i'm happy there's a federal holiday now i'll be honest with you i don't like the fact that white folks can benefit <laughs> from it too. but at the same time you know um Hey, you know, you can't be like, uh, well, I'm trying to take off a Juneteenth. Oh, you can't take off a Juneteenth because that's not an official holiday. You got, no, you got got to recognize now. But, you know, it's like if Tom in the office wants to take off a Juneteenth and Deshaun wants to take off a Juneteenth, hopefully the manager will be like, well, Deshaun gets to take off Juneteenth.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'll have to side-eye the white guy. Unless he, unless you are married to a black woman you, and there y'all going to an event, but still I'll be like, you could go later. Cause she, you can go later. You can go later. You ain't got to be there on the same time as
1: Hell, she July 4th is right around the corner.
0: You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but yeah, I, I was, I was really mad when I was seeing some of those tweets. Cause they was like asking like who in the white establishment did this. I'm like, did y'all not know? My thing is, Google before, what, what, what's that the, that professor said at um, Legally Blonde, I prefer knowing before speaking. And that's what I'm like, right. find out who had, because I was in there going, all you had to do was Google this before you even tweeted. You could have like Googled it, because I was like, wait a minute, let me Google how it became law. And the first thing that came up was, you know, Opal Lee, um, um, Sheila Lee um, mm. Congress, Kamala Harris, there's a big picture of Kamala Harris like a year and a half ago when she was like, we wanna make this a law. I was like, it's, I just Googled this, the first three things right there, right there. I'm like, that's who made this stuff happen. Um, right. All yesterday um, they were talking about Oprah Lee on the news. So I was like, right. all you needed to do was to wait and found, you could have found out on the news. <laughs> they did all these stories about her. Rachel did. Right. Rachel Meadow did a story about. It. I mean, you could have googled her. I I, I feel like that. You know, my role on social media is. You know, let me let me let me put up the article you for do. you
1: and see. You do. Yourself. And I want to I want to applaud you so much for that because I always tell people if you get disconstrued about a lot of stuff, that's why I tend to like during the election I was listening to everything that you had to say because I'm like at least I, I know for a fact that victor has an academic background and well, all of us have back in the background but you're in academia and so it's like i'm you're going to research some shit before you just sit there and sprout it out you know what i'm saying and a lot of folks don't do that and i've had to sit there and like delete a lot of people off of twitter like a friend of mine sent me a, a picture of this guy today or a, a twitter account of this guy he was cute but you gotta sit there and just look at some of the shit that he was saying it was like you cute and all, but you sound dumb as fuck. Though, but <laughs> it's it's rare when you see people who are cute and have the mind to back it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That enhances the the um, the how do I put it without sounding so you know thirsty. It enhances the sexy <laughs> factor on them and stuff like that. I love a I love a man with a good brain. I mean, just like when he he he. He reads, he's up on to things going on in the world. And you do that so well. Like, it's like a lot of the stuff that people were sitting there trying to come from VP Harris about, because my friend was one of those people, they were like, you know, when she sat there and um, put people in jail, I'm like, what prosecutor? She's a prosecutor, that's her damn job. And, you know, so it's like, but it was more along the lines of they were going about what people were saying and they were on the fact, they were on their one their one talking point, and they had nothing else to discuss outside of that yeah. one talking point. And so I was listening to you post and give statistics, not from some second-rate, you know, liberal website, but from, like, unbiased news organizations, yeah. you know what I'm saying, that don't have an agenda, like, we're just stating facts here. This statistics here on this particular subject and yeah. stuff like
0: that, you know, yeah. so you know but yeah i applaud you on this and that, and that's what um not to make this about you know kamala harris at all but it's just um uh, somebody asked me the other day they was like why why do you like why you stand for her so i don't think I, i'm not standing for her i just support her because i knew of her when i moved to los angeles she was already big in california she was very pivotal in obama working to get him elected when in a, mm-hmm. she, he went to iowa she was there she was one of the Biggest people helping him win. And I said, that's what we knew about her. Um, right. I worked on the California leg of it when, you know, when he w- he got the nomination. We were all working right. on that. And so, therefore, it, she was, all, I was always aware of her. But it did bother me when I did see so much of the the lies. And I, it, mostly because the lies came from white liberals. And mm-hmm. Black folks jumped on that. I'm like, wow, y'all, you don't see how this is playing out. If you want to talk about a conspiracy theory, the fact that white folks set this up and, and, and set it up to work for you to follow through and to think she mm-hmm. did all these things, when the information was right ass there. Because the funny thing is, a prosecutor's record is, is free and on mm-hmm. anystate.gov. If <laughs> you want to read them. And I, I remember right. me, Reesey, Reesey from Black Women Views, a lot of us at the time were like we would talk and you know in the sense of like so we have all the facts we know all the things and it wasn't that we were you know again standing for her it was like to us this is a black woman walking in her destiny we need to be supportive of that as i would with any per- black person walking in Ooh. their destiny and when you are blatantly telling lies
1: i'm mm-hmm. going to call you
0: out you know regardless of what right. you think <clears throat> but anyway uh, yeah, so we are celebrating that. It's also pride. Everything is happening. Um, we just opened back up in California. So everybody's already, it's already a mess in Los Angeles. Ooh. It's already a Last night, you know, I, I was driving where I do my normal drive. There were three wrecks within five miles of each other. I'm like, yeah, we back normal because like, y'all already showing out. Damn.
1: Well, they shooting like a motherfucker around here in Memphis. So, yeah, everybody's, <laughs> back, running, you know, so everybody's back up and running.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, we back up. Uh, I just went to our, um, our North Hollywood Pride. That was cute. Um, we had one of, the, one of the Bala Mains from the, the last season of Legendary. Um, she okay. was there today. Um, so that was really fun, really good. But today we, we got some stuff to talk about. On the tea table, um, speaking of people saying stuff, we're going to start with Anthony Mackie, which I know that's your crush. Yeah, he is. He is. But he so kind of stepped say. in it. I'm not going to fault him because I'm like, maybe he just, you know, when you when say saying stuff, you may not be aware of how you're saying it. I'm like, oh. Exactly. But he's done this before. So this ain't new, but at the same time, I'm like, sir. So if y'all don't know, what happened was, um, you know, be, uh, Anthony was being interviewed talking about, you know, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And uh, it was brought up about, you know, the whole idea of people trying to ship him and Bucky, um, as, you know, as a couple. And so he took it upon himself to say so many things. So I'm going to read a little bit what he said. He said, Ooh. in this day and age, so many things are twisted and convoluted. There are so many things that people latch on to with their own devices to make themselves relevant and rational. The idea of two guys being friends and loving each other in 2021 is a problem because it's exploitation of homosexuality. So I almost stopped there because I was like exploitation of homosexuality. I was like, okay, that's a new one for me. Uh, he went on to say that it was, it used to be that guys could be friends. We can hang out and it, and it was cool. You will want to meet your friends at the bar, you know, you can't do that anymore because something so pure and beautiful as homosexuality has been exploited by people who are trying to rationalize themselves. So something that has always been important to me is showing sensitive masculine figure. Um, nothing's more masculine than being a superhero flying around beating up people, but there's nothing more sensitive than having an emotional conversation. And a kindred spirit, uh, no, a kindred spirit friendship with someone you care about and love. Sam and Steve had that relationship. Yes, they did. Uh, <laughs> where they're appreciated and admired and they love each other. Um, Bucky and Sam have a relationship where they can learn to accept and appreciate love, uh, love of each other. You can call it a bromance, but it's literally two guys who have each other's backs.
1: Okay, what you got to say, first, Fargo?
0: Um, I don't know if that's exploiting homosexuality. I think people are just having fun. People having fun, you know, with y'all being together. Um, because a lot of us, you know, we kind of we 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 can see ourselves in a sense where it's like, you know, if uh, Steve Rogers, you got this fine ass white man. Of course you're gonna everybody's admiring him. He looks good and I like that stuff. I mean, why not have a crush on that? Who would? Then you got both of them, you know, Sam and Bucket, they both hot. Nobody would turn them down. They had an opportunity to be in the middle. It's, you know, it's just something else. Of course, people are going to have fun with it. It's just having fun with it, Anthony. I don't know. I don't know what you mean exploiting homosexuality. We don't feel exploited. We're the ones creating this. <laughs> We're creating the ship. So we ain't explo- how we how we exploiting ourselves. I, I, I just talked it up as like you just talking and you don't realize what you're saying till it's too late. But we're okay with it. We are the one doing the shipping. We're the ones enjoying the company. We're both looking at both of y'all or well, your cakes because no Lord shade. Knows. No shade uh, Bucky, but cakes yeah. are not as big as Anthony's cake.
1: It's just, it's just, just speak on it. I mean just, just listen, you 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 took it right out of my damn mouth. Um it's funny because for me, I got what he was saying because I remember them being an actual petition for Elsa and Anna to be lesbian lovers or something like that, um for a while. And I was like, they're sisters. Like well, what how do we go from them being sisters? To the one to be lesbian lovers, and it was just like I didn't get that, but he worded all of that so fucked up, and because I, you know how you know me, and you didn't this conversation. I think there's a meme going around that had him and Sebastian staying, saying like, "This is a couple looking for the for, looking for." A, third yeah. would you join? I'm like, fuck yes, I'll be the fucking third. I will be the <laughs> I will I will sit there and be like, y'all go ahead and get married and I'll be the house, you know, person. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all can take turns. I mean, I just shared memes of them kissing like with the um uh, the animated pictures and stuff like that. But yeah, it's not exploiting homosexuality. Um I'm thinking what he wanted to say is that, you know, why can't two this is what i'm thinking he's trying to say and you can push back oh you can push back i mean please i'm thinking he's saying it work why can't two men just show affection without it automatically having to have a sexual um overtone to it given the fact that we're trying to stamp that out you know what i'm saying because i'm the type of person like you can you can, there's a lot of men out there who feel that they can't be friends with a gay person. Like, if a gay guy comes to their life, they're the friend of the female, maybe, the girlfriend, or something like that, and the guy's probably like, uncle, uncomfortable being around another gay guy, keep thinking he's shaking them out and everything like that. And I'm the gay guy in my friend group. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm the one person out of all, the entire friend group that is the one that's gay, and you know, they treat me just like any other um, straight guy. It's just the fact that, you know, hell, my best friend was like, I want to get, <laughs> his wife got mad. She didn't get mad, but she was like, the fuck, because he was like, they went to, a, they, this a, a quick story right quick. They went somewhere and her best friend wanted to go to a gay bar with their husbands. Mm-hmm. And my best friend was like, I don't want to go to a gay bar with y'all. I want to go. To, I want to get my cherry pop to the gay bar with my best friend, Mark. And his wife was like, excuse me? And I'm like, <laughs> Eric, you should not have said cherry pop. You should have just said you would like to go to a gay bar with your best friend for the first time instead of going to it with your wife and stuff like that. But I'm thinking of it from this standpoint. Now, granted, like you said earlier, this is not the first time that he's been stepped into this mess. Because let's discuss Striking Vipers for a minute. For just a minute. Have you seen <laughs> Striking Vipers? Yes, of course. Uh, because Charlie Broker who did who, who created Black Mirror when that episode came out, they had this whole press like uh, thing, this press saying like, well, the two main characters in Striking Vipers who was Anthony Mackie and Yaya Madim II were not gay, they were just, you know, two best friends trying to show, you know, just bonded. I'm like, no, they were gay. And I'm not trying to sit there and dictate what that man was trying to do with the story, but I'm like, I don't understand why y'all are like pussyfooting over this. And you sat there and had a whole episode with two women who were separated mm-hmm. during two t- different p- time periods, right? Yeah, um, and they were complete. They were they went all the way, and you put this pseudo barrier between them as being like they're having sex with each other. They're bonded with each other through avatars, but it's still the fact that they're acting on something that they feel like they themselves cannot do in real life. Mm-hmm. And you can clearly tell that Yahya Medin wanted to take it from the game and apply it to real life.
0: And, he and could, it's just like, go ahead. i, I also also to say, well, you know, he could have offered me that same situation, and that that listen, he said,
1: I fucked a polar bear, and it still did not feel the same as being with you. And I said, that's some deep shit. Yeah, that's some deep ass shit. And it's just the fact that it's not polar bear is not it's you you just so happen to be a dude I don't give a shit I want to be with you and the fact that they ended the episode I'm not going to spoil alert for those who have not seen the episode they ended the episode with um, Anthony Mackie and Yaya's characters meeting one day out of the year to do God knows what through their characters While Anthony Mackey's wife, played by beautifully by Nicole Mm Bahari, got to have her one time out the the marriage, yeah, she could take her ring off and do what she wanted to do, that's right. And they were saying, like, because to me it felt some type of way, but it's just the fact that so that's how y'all gonna solve that, y'all are dudes, so it's just the fact that Anthony, it's okay, baby, it's all right. I guess you did two gay roles. And I don't know if you did another gay role, but you did the one for um, my brother. What, um, what was it called? um Brother the brother. You did that? that one for brother to brother. And then you did the uh, striking and vipers. And I don't care what you say. You went to bed with a fucking hard on after having sex with your friend.
0: Yes. And, you know, <laughs> and I almost forgot about striking vipers. But, you know, that's another situation that I would have been happy to be a part of. I'm like, right. y'all, and, and Anthony? <laughs>
1: right right it's 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 the mess made in heaven like that's with them were two beautiful black men showing affection for each other and then y'all sat there and pussyfooted around it then what, what killed me was they kissed to try to see whether or not they felt anything they kissed y'all y'all felt something anthony lied like he didn't feel nothing we know he did and what they do what did they do i know they punch each other that's right, tell I tell you, something. <laughs> I felt something too. I'm here to get that room going like this, like oh my god, this is hot. But it only it took pose to sit there and give us two black gay men mm-hmm. being really affectionate with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, going all the way. There's no contraption in between them doing that. So but back to Falcon with a soldier, it's just that they have this bromance. I understand it it's it's cool to have a bromance though, so, but every bromance tends to have like that following where they look at um Finn and um Poe on in the Star Wars, the new mm-hmm. Star Wars trilogy. They actually was like, you know, if it went that way, we'd have been fine. You know what I'm saying? They played with it, but it's just like Anthony was like. It sounded like he kind of got a little fed up, and I'm like,
0: he needs nah, to do, bro. Yeah, Chris Evans needed to have a conversation. They friends. Chris have been like, yeah, dude, it comes like, I, it Chris, comes to
1: the territory. Yeah, because
0: I'm like, Chris knows he, he knows that we all are lusting after him. I'm and his brother's Ooh. gay, so I'm sure he is aware of everything that's being said and done, and he oh, don't yeah. ever be like. Leave me alone, or no, he just kind of laughs about it because he knows there's also money too. You can't be messing with your money. Just play right. along with Anthony. Y'all, y'all does. Y'all, y'all be. He y'all sure y'all, does. Y'all know that he we be sure looking does. at him. He know. We <laughs> know that we be looking at him. And he be fucking he with next? us. He be fucking with us. Him and that guy from um, how hunted? What's that? Hunted that haunted house on Nelly Block, whatever. <laughs> The Blind oh, House, oh yeah, yeah. Um, Ronald, the Hunting
1: like, on Blind House, yeah,
0: yeah. He playing with us too. Be talking about, I got to see well, at least one of my hoes gonna get attention. I'm like, sir, you gonna you need to quit playing around. Quit, quit.
1: I remember when y'all y'all came. When spoiler alert, y'all haven't seen Watchmen. When then peace was shown first, that he first he hit it with first he hit us with the ass. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, oh, damn, he got some God damn. Then they fucked everybody up. Women, gay men, hell, probably some lesbians out there, too, just fucked everybody up. Yep. When they showed the full frontal. And he was on Twitter laughing like, y'all. I know.
0: Are- I was <laughs> like, nigga, you know what you did. You know, you what, know you what you did, it. nigga. And, I, you know, I'm just like, oh, Lord. I said, you can't be, you can be any color. And I'll be, you know, you know what Ooh. I'll ready to go. I'm going to leave it at that. And go, yeah, I remember that. I was like, how dare he sit in the back seat How dare laughing. you
1: laughing? And I'm sitting here at work watching this shit, trying to catch up on the episode, saw the ass, and I sat back in my chair like, God damn! They, they showed the front. I jumped up out of my seat and just threw my head up in the air and just walked around the office for a minute. Mark, what's wrong with you? I saw last night's Watchmen. Oh, you just now seen it. Did you? I'm like, yes. I gotta go take a break. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm like, you know, you know, Anthony, enjoy this ride. You are enjoy too fine it. and too powerful in this game to be just right. to enjoy it. Enjoy. It. Everybody else does. You know, like I said, Chris Evan does, Yaya mm-hmm. does, even um, Sebastian Stan does. does. They he they love it. You what was that Samantha said in Sex in the City? First come the girls, then the gays, and then yeah. everything else. That's what Everything, it is. Yeah. But you got us. We gonna stay in your corner. Just be like the in guy. In, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. That man knew what he was doing. Yes. When all of a sudden, here come that ad. Like he was like some article came out where he was like doing all. Like, you know, it was like fashion poses, but he was front he did through frontal too. It's like he knew, right. he, was he knew what he
1: was doing because he knew he was doing. He knew that and we crit- want him
0: too because he. he, he, he
1: and, and Chris Hemsworth knew what he was doing he sat there and posed that ass up,
0: tooted that ass up.
1: Yeah, like, he know what the fuck he doing. Like, yeah. Come on, man. I remember that. I
0: was like, you ain't just talking to this animal. You the way you set up like that. I'm like,
1: sir. Mm-hmm. Like hit everybody just sitting there, just like going ape shit crazy. And then um, damn, what's his name? Superman. Uh Are he. Oh, uh, Henry Cavill. He knows Henry Cavill with their, them chesticles. This is like, oh my god! Like somebody somebody's did a me with them putting their face in
0: between his chest and just like. Guys, he know what he was doing it was. I think he, he did like something. He was, like, he was building a video game, and I was like, right, wearing these short shorts and this tank top. I was they like, know sir, what they're doing? Like, you didn't have to post this, but you did. You, didn't you have to you doing because he got right. He got cakes too. I don't. Mm. Right. Okay, and Chris Edmonds, we are pretty we, thirsty. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We are we're thirsty. Thirsty. And, thirsty. This, is, and this is our... You know, it's thirsty in the middle of Juneteenth slash, crime and everything's back open, and you know, heat. <laughs> he get us
1: all together because <laughs> I'm in some really all, bad heat right and now. It's hot. Yes. Yeah, it's
0: hot in both Memphis and Los Angeles. So we are we are acting totally fast and
1: furious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. We are just being completely tarts today, but yes. Anthony Mackie, enjoy the ride. Yes. We 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 were forgiving you on this because we know you, we know what you're trying to say.
1: But when he, but I gotta end it with this. When he sat there and put that, he know what he. You gotta pick a lane and stay in it, answer because somebody sat there and sent in a question saying that they would love to eat your ass, and you said if you just book the flight, I'm there. Now you say some shit like that. I'm still trying to book this flight for you. You might get Southwest, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I was I, we could go into the goddamn bathroom. You would have to get far. You can just stay in the you can stay in the airport. We can go to the local bar if you want to do it in my car. We can do it
0: there, but just though when you say shit like that, you're you, playing with the you're playing you're playing with the game. You know that, that's the point. That's why I'm saying enjoy the ride when you got enjoy the ride the women and the men coming for you. You go a long way. Again, Chris Evans that is a huge example. He knows right. that we all be looking at him, lusting at him, even when he had that 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 accident. Listen, we forgave, we forgave him because that was a treat. <laughs> We protected him. <laughs> we yeah, we protected we him. him. We like we no protected sir, him. That's okay because yeah, we you gave us a gift okay. we didn't even ask for, but we that's didn't the ask type for. of gift that, that's the type of gift that we didn't ask for that we wanted. That's 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 a special gift, you know. So right. we weren't gonna let him go down like that. We're gonna be like, no, 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 that's okay, right. he's all humble. Poor thing, he was right. so humble. Like he's like, so I, he was talking to uh, um, who it was um, Tamron because the interview had Tamron um, interview, and and that was the first time it was brought up. And I, I think him and Tamarin are friends because she because she mentioned like we're friends, we can talk about this. And he said, "Yeah, you know the fans, but the fans were really supportive. I'm like, yeah, we were supportive.
1: Yeah, we weren't gonna let you go down, baby. We we're gonna be like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. No. It's okay."
0: Yeah, okay. You know the, that was that was a treat for us. They gave mm-hmm. us something new to think about when it comes to you,
1: right? Now you you gave us America's ass and America's dick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's good.
0: got to see it. You know, got to see it. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm you know, waiting for, wait for Anthony to slip. I'm waiting for Anthony to slip. Slip <laughs> up. You can do that slip. Well, 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 yeah, because Sebastian, we already saw Sebastian's. He went in that movie. He just did a movie called I Think Monday or something like that. Where he's full frontal. If you haven't seen it, it's all over t- Tumblr. So thank
1: you for telling me because I did not know anything about <laughs> it's
0: it's out there, it. His oh my y'all god, can see it. y'all can see it. So Anthony, enjoy oh, the man. ride. Stop complaining. Enjoy it. Stop complaining. Yes. Sir. Let's see. Um, <laughs> um, also interesting. There's going to be a Blackula reboot. Yes. Yes. now if y'all have never seen Dracula the original black was set on basically it was a uh, African prince who did right. who wanted the slave trade in he met with Dracula which I'm still confused <laughs> with that situation because I'm like how did it dra- why would it be Dracula though because what Technically, that wouldn't I be
1: happening. Right. I I didn't get that either because unless this was before Dracula came across um, Van Helsing and Jonathan Harker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But but when know, would that have
0: happened though? Because he was dead. So I'm like, well, technically, that's what I'm thinking he. he did Dracula come to America though? Well, let's look. That's you know.
1: He came to America. He came, yeah. He came to America, but it started off in Transylvania. But he eventually ended up coming to America, which means he just left that damn castle. Like, oh yeah, there's a black guy, and yeah, whatever. He just came to America and ended up getting killed over here in America. So, or thought. Wait, he didn't come to America.
0: He went to London. Yeah, he went to London. So he never really came to America, right? Well, anyway, the, the movie was basically, he was trying to end the slave trade with Dracula. Dracula basically, you know, turned around and made him into a, a vampire and told him that he'll have to go through this, which I'm still confused with why he even made him. Anyway, we're not gonna get into <laughs> these parts because I overanalyzed stuff. But anyway, he ended up being put to sleep and, and, and as well as um, his wife at the time, they were both, no, she wasn't made a, a vampire. Um, so he woke up in the 70s, years later, found a, a kind of a dopplinger of his wife, and it kind of went from there. However, right. this new version uh, is going <laughs> to be a little interesting. It's going to be almost in the same world of, as how it started. So basically, Blackula will be an ancient African prince who was cursed by Dracula after he agrees, after he fails to agree to end the slave trade. Uh, Blackula is entombed and awakens 20 years later to avenge the death of ancestors and those who are responsible for robbing the people of their work, culture, heritage, and they appro- and appropriate it for profit.
1: So right. and that is it's what it's going to be Yeah, and I'm glad they're going to keep it within the same continuity of the first two movies because mm-hmm. the only thing, this is where we got to speculate here a bit, is how are they going to like make him modern in terms of like um, is he going to possess another person's body or are they going to try to like recreate him or you know cut off the afro and the, and the um, mullen? what they call them mullen chops yeah and just have him look kind of like modernist because at the end of *Scream*, *Blacklist* *Scream*, he was trying to become human, but when the thing failed, and um, Pam Grier's character Tina, at uh, Lisa, excuse me, Lisa, he told her, my, we told her boyfriend, like my name is Blacklist. He he called himself Prince Mama. Uh, he ca- he was he called himself his real name, Prince Mama Walden, but when he realized that he was going to be doomed to be the vampire forever, he said, no, nah, my name is Blackley. Like, it's like he accepted mm-hmm. that moniker. And that's when the movie ended because that's when they um killed him. But the way they killed him, I don't think it was with a steak. I can't recall. It might have been with a steak or something like that, but I know it was some, something mixed with voodoo, if I can't recall. I got to go back and look, though. But the the, the the point is that if it picks up I'm thinking, like, would it go back? Because you know, the scream, Black scream, when blacklist took place in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and voodoo was heavily used in Scream, Black the scream. So yeah. I was thought that I thought that the guy, uh, I, actually, I thought it took place in New Orleans for a minute, but I think it did still did take place in Los Angeles, but just like in the um, voodoo community of Los Angeles, because unless his bones got transported to New Orleans, I don't know, but there was some continuity there so for them to keep it the same continuity is awesome who do you think could be a good modern day blackula me and my friends had fun with this the other day um well
0: you know i i I see oh what's his name from uh moonlight not the main character see i saw him um andre holland as blackula too but somebody said he was too short
1: and he really? might be a good detective
0: They really? can fix that um <laughs> you know i mean of course i could see yaya doing it i could see I, yeah um i could see all oh, his uh, uh his name too and um his fine self, um, from if Bill Street could talk, if he, he could do it. Oh, yes, I know who you're talking about, I just can't call his name right now. Somebody said John David Washington, he could do it. Um, Jonathan can do it too. From Lovecraft, somebody said
1: Jonathan, somebody, yes, we 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 brought up Jonathan, we brought up um, Yaya. Because we said Yaya could be both our Candyman man and our Blackula.
0: that will be just like, you know, that would be just like, Yeah, Blackula just need to be fine. He needs to be fine. He needs to be where we all want to get bit. You know, if it is Jonathan Majors, yes, I want to get bit by all right. those big lips. All that. I, <laughs> all of that. Yes. Oh, Lord, you know, thinking about it, Jonathan would be a hot vampire. Like, he
1: Listen. Yeah. give him a beer. I mean, he don't have to have a beer, mm-hmm. but if you give him a beer because beers are in now, mm-hmm. give him a beer, they will be awesome. But um, and I just looked it up. The end of Blacklist La- Scream, Black La- Screams ended like this. Shouting, he's only blacklist. La- Lisa stabs the princess voodoo doll with Justin's arrows repeatedly. Blacklist La- Screams out in pain from Le- Lisa's voodoo doll attacks, but his final status is left ambiguous. So who to sit there and say that he don't like be resurrected and somewhat about other person's body or something like he body hop or something like that because wasn't that a tale that wasn't that like a vampire chronicles plot line where one of the vampires tried to um body i don't know let me stop talking before i make myself sound um you know ignorant but what about <laughs> kofi what's his name kofi what's that boy last name from, oh um, yeah talking like about
0: from queen sugar he could yeah. because he was already kind of a a demon vampire looking thing and Doja Cat's video. Right. He play it too of his his he's so young though. I didn't realize how young he was. He's really young. But
1: well, you know, if they want to make sequels continuing from this movie, mm-hmm. they need somebody that's kind of young. Yeah. They can continue doing this on and on. But again, like you said, William Marshall was probably what in his 40s or something
0: like that when he did Blackula. Mm-hmm. Um so, he, he gave it such a regal, he gave such a regal turn right. to it. Like, he was like, you felt that he was royalty as right. a like, That was a good, uh, looking back, because I was like, at first I remember before I saw the movie, I was like, this is a mess. This is going to be a mess. But then when I saw the movie, <laughs> I was like, oh no, no, this man is like prestige. Like He's giving me prestige, he's giving me he's very handsome, very sexy in this man. Like I right. wanted to be like Come get me, too, while you get it, but, you know. Listen. <laughs> listen. I, he scared the pure shit out of me. I didn't
1: watch Blackula. It's, I didn't even fuck with Scream, Blackula Screen. Let me take that lie back. I watched it once. Because my aunt had both movies on VHS. I watched both of those movie movies once, and they both. It was enough for me to be like, okay, I'm scared. Because I, I was upset with every time he became, when he vamped out he got like hairier and just like, he just, I'm like, why can't he be like, um, like Lestat or Louis or something like that? Just because that whole, like, ugh, I'm like, no, he got to be beautiful. But then as I got older, I'm like, no, that is kind of sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like, just turn just turn it to something when you, you know, bite my damn neck or some shit like that. But, you know, as I got older, I started to realize that was sexy back then It's sexy now. But yeah, it has to be somebody that can give that same performance. Like, leave the seats Mm. in the theaters wet. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, it was a uh, family guy did something when they said something about uh, (laughs) they, Lois was like, this seat's wet, this seat's wet, this seat's dry though, but there's something in front of the seat in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. I'm like that's how you need to leave the theater. It's like somebody said like people got to come in and clean the theater with like hazmat suits and um uh, like uh what they call it uh what they call them raincoats, the yeah, raincoats and shit yeah. right there. like that. Like damn it,
0: yeah. This showing
1: a Black Love was just a mess. Like yes, it was. Like yeah,
0: even like the uh, Vampire in Brooklyn, you know they they try to make Eddie right. Murphy look very handsome and very. I mean, he was handsome, but you know they really they turned that up. So I feel like that when you do this, because they did that with other Draculas, Um mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, you know, as we think about Dracula, to me, I think one of the hottest Draculas will always be Franklin Langella. So I'm like, okay, he, he gave me what I, Ralph Julia, oh my God. He played right. Dracula, and I think in the play or in the, wherever the Broadway thing was, way back in the day, I don't know if it was Broadway or not, but way back in the day, if y'all Get just to Google Raul Julia. Uh, mm-hmm. He played Dracula, and I tell y'all, <laughs> mm-hmm. he would have had me. He would have had me just ready to go. But you know, mm-hmm. get him. Get a very good looking black man to do Dracula justice. Like again, right. he needs to be. He needs to be compelling because Dracula was right. a sexy man.
1: Uh, right. Well
0: was not sexy but and, but what we've grown up with when it comes to dracula is he's very handsome he's very alluring like you know he has that that sex appeal that was dangerous you, you know like even like you know eric northman you look at him as uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you wanted you wanted eric northman you wanted to get caught up and right that. and so that's what i hope they do for him i'm looking forward to see what this is going to be it's going to be their um Dion Taylor will be directing this project, uh, and the script will be co written by Michael Random. Um, and Roxanne Event Taylor will be producing the movie uh, on behalf of Hidden Empire Film Group. So it's in good hands. Because um, right. two of the people are people of color. Oh, uh, what's his name? It's, it's good looking too. Cool. Um, Dion. Dion is. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. well I didn't know he looked like that. Yeah, he won. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Even the white man is cute, but you know Dion looks good. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, this is a, it's in good hands. I will, I right. hope they really do this, and I'm looking forward to seeing it.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. I know it's gonna be a big, and I hope this is not one of those where it's like we're gonna announce this and then um, we don't hear nothing else from it. Yeah. Y'all gotta put this out in the. Y'all, to put it out in the uh, atmosphere, we are all waiting for this shit to come out. Black, the black horror crews across the um Twitterverse and social media are waiting for this to come out. It's been a talk, uh, it's, it's been a topic of conversation all week. Y'all gonna have to I gotta go through it now. We better have casting by the end of the year, yeah, especially when Candyman comes out. When Candyman comes out, y'all supposed to be casting by that by that time, like the movie yeah. should be in our in our theaters by next fall. <laughs> yes.
0: and, and speaking of Candyman, they have ramped up the promotion. It is back out there. Yes, Candyman sorry. is coming soon. Uh, and, you know, there's new posters. There was new um, pictures out there. Um, it Again, I, am, I need this today. I need it today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I told people, I'm taking off work. I have a couple of vacation days left. One is gonna be for Black Widows preview night on July 9th. I'm going mm-hmm. to see it in IMAX. And the other one's gonna be the entire weekend for Candyman. Because I need a weekend to digest it, to watch it at least twice, mm-hmm. come back and rap with y'all about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, just because you have to take that in. That is that's been that was delayed for us they're supposed to be in candy man is supposed to be on our dvd shelves or blu-ray shelves right now yeah <laughs> but goddamn covid you know what i'm saying so it's just that you know, uh candy man has been like pushed away from us it's like we're reaching for him and he's sliding away floating away and now we finally can touch him now and it's great did you see the you saw the pictures of course but the one that's creeped me out the most was the you, it was a double take. It was a scene with Yaya looking at something, and the white lady character looking at the bathroom, and what he's looking at. But if you look closely at it, you can see Candyman in her mirror. That shit yeah. freaked me the fuck out. When I first saw it. I, I know. Was, shit.
0: I'm. I got, I got all excited. I was like, okay, we okay. Y'all need to be playing with us. Um, y'all need to, you know, start letting uh, giving us some uh, folks uh, sneak preview now. It's, it's just time you know again we open up everything except the arc light mm-hmm. damn it but it's time to oh, I'm sorry about so show... yeah that's still uh, that's still a heartbreak but they they may be coming back just under someone mm-hmm. else it better be the arc light though it, it has it can't anyway <laughs> give us this movie I'm ready for it um there's been like little clips already Um mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm just ready to see it. I'm ready to see what they're going to do. And you know, it's a monkey prop production. So you're going to have to see it more than once because there's going to be right. so many things that you're going to, it's going to happen that you're going to miss. Right. Like I, I and I love us. I was like, I yeah. missed that. I had to watch it after the third time I caught everything. <laughs> um, right. But that's the thing with the movie, with any of those movies, you want to see it more than once. Right. So,
1: Oh my God. I, I might see it once a day that weekend, like that Thursday, that Friday, maybe that Saturday, and of course again on Sunday. But I'm gonna have to watch with them. once by myself, second time with a friend, third time, probably by myself again. And yeah, so I can have some talk about the podcast. But I just love hearing Nia DaCosta talk about it. It's like when she puts out these clips and these videos and these interviews mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's just like you get to look at the mythology of Candyman in a different lens every time mm-hmm. that she says something about it. Mm-hmm. So I just love when she sits there and just give us life just by talking about the movie and you know how you know how we create monsters and stuff like that, or how we're interpreted as monsters and whatnot. And so, like you want to make us a monster, we'll be the monster, though but you know. So it's just like. And I probably misconstrued all of that, but it's just the fact that she, <laughs> she just, I, I love her and I cannot wait to see what she does with this because,
0: mm-hmm.
1: oh my God, And if they do, if I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to do super well, she has to come back and direct the sequel, don't let nobody else um, get a hold of that, you know, If they do give it to another Black director, and that's not to say that Bernard Rose did not do a good job with the original Candyman, uh, but he set the stage. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, you know, we're going to, yeah, we're going to take it and actually make it focus on the actual Black community because from his standpoint, it was a woman going into the Black community and getting caught up in this. Myth, this uh, mythical, this mythical um, figure, but this time around, it's like looking at this mythical figure with from within the community. Yeah, and you know how it affects them. You know what I'm saying? Because he was a boogeyman for the um, Cabrini Green people, but now it's interesting to see how they actually look at it how people probably forget. And them telling them about it, like us telling the outsiders about it and stuff like that, instead of the outsider coming in and trying to determine whether it's real or fake or not, you know? So it's just I cannot wait. It's like if I could do a uh, um, if I could do a time portal, I would sit there and jump through to August 27th, walk into the theater to buy my ticket and then watch it and then come back out
0: I and jump know back to the
1: time portal and be like, Victor, let me tell you.
0: (laughs) I love that it's going to be, it's right after all the big things I have to do when the college opens. So it's like, it'll be a nice treat after like, okay, students are in, we done all the big stuff. I'm going to a midnight showing. I'm going to be right there, ready to go. I hope I get an early ticket. I can go and see it beforehand. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I want I'll pay for it. I want to go and see it. I want, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see Yaya. I'm ready to see what they're going to do with this candy man. Um, There's some surprises in it that I've been told. So I'm just like, I'm just ready. I'm ready, ready, to I'm so fucking ready. It's it's,
1: it's uncanny. This is going to be the talk of Black Twitter and Black hard Twitter for about a A long ass time. Oh, wow, and trust me, this shit hits Blu ray or digital. Oh my god,
0: <laughs> yeah. If they, if, they, if they stick with this format of having you know it's it, it streamed and uh, the theater, that's cool too. Because I actually like that. For example, um, one day I I went to go see Army of the Dead, I went to go okay. see the theater because it was like I haven't been to the theater in over a year. Why not go see something this grandiose? In a theater, and I also watched it at home, and I and I and it was fine. I liked the fact that because it was long enough, a little bit too long, but it was long enough to (laughs) to have it on, you know, in the background to watch. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: it was also long enough to where you go to the theater and be like, okay, I just you know, if you needed to escape, this gave you the time to do it, all that good stuff. It was it's one of those type of movies. So I feel like Candyman, if they do it the same way, it'll be nice to be like watch it with people. It's always great to watch good horror with black folks anyway. Right. right. Um, uh, and so, um, so I saw us, well, I saw us, I saw us like three times. So I, I saw us with black folks um, and that was a ride. Um, so I, I will probably see Candyman you know, at, at, the, at the most expensive theater and then see it with black folks. <laughs> um, cause ArcLight was the most expensive and for a reason. And then you, I want to see what black folks and then I want to see it, you know, just me. So right. yeah, I'm really excited for this. You know, Nia, I, I trust that what you're going to give us is going to be grand, um, Oh, man. August couldn't be here. I wish it was, like, in July. I wish they was going to do it in July. It's, it's not just... It's not that it's just coming in August. It's at the
1: end of August. So we technically have two more months. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, even though July is going to be a damn good month for me, movie and TV show-wise, because all my shit's coming in in July. But it's just like, when they can't in it's going to hit different. Yeah. And to me, Candyman is gonna usher in the true Halloween season. Cause yeah. we don't even look at September. <laughs> like yeah. how they say it's like with, with September is like pretty much Halloween. Uh people start celebrating Halloween like at the end of August and shit. Like whatever whenever they start putting Halloween shit in the stores. Yeah. That's what it's Halloween season. I celebrate 34-7. Yeah. I mean 24-7 though, but at the same time, you know when this shit them um them, uh, fall lead the faux fall leaves come into the stores, like,
0: it's Halloween. Yeah. So he
1: could be sitting there waiting for Candyman and Halloween kills. And yeah, crazy. that's
0: coming too. I'm excited for that. Um, I think you've already heard about um, there might be another Hellraiser with a mm-hmm. female or a woman version of Pithead. Right. Which I'm like, okay. But I said, but they already had a woman in, in the Cenobites
1: they've had several they had the female who was actually a former nun then you have angelique then you have um terry but i mean she was like anything any of the cinebites in hellraiser 3 were like like zombie cinebites you know you, you probably not going to see them ever again because they were just people that got killed in the movie ended up becoming cinema i thought was kind of like weird but you got Angelique in the female, you know what I'm saying? And I guess I think there's some Hellraiser material out there with there being a female pinhead, but mm-hmm. I haven't like read it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it was a comic or if it was just a painting or because I haven't read only the only Hellraiser novel I read was The Hellbound Heart. So I haven't read the Scarlet Gospels or any of the short stories that came out beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I, but i I'm, I'm, yeah, i That's gonna be very interesting, you know, to have a female, uh, female, um, pinhead. Yeah, um, I'm. I know the main character is a female, and I wonder if it's gonna be a complete reboot. Will it take place in the same universe as the original yeah. original movies? Like, is Kersey Cotton still gonna be out there somewhere? And this is just another person that got a hold of the box. And you know, it's going to be different from the TV show that's coming out as well. So, oh, Lord, I
0: forgot there's so much with that with Hellraiser is coming. So mm-hmm. We'll probably be talking about that as as we move along. I hope they have a black cinnabite. Well, no, I guess it doesn't matter what race they are because cinnabites are a race. No, well, there's something. You know is. what?
1: There's never been a black Cenobite. You're right. I wonder up the all turn pale. But if the you know, black person does turn pale, they don't get like that damn pale, right? Yeah. So they're gonna they'll probably pale, but they'll be like a darker tone. Yeah, I would That'd like to see that. Yeah, I would like, like to beautiful see beautiful though. Yeah, be beautiful though. That would be. I need to get
0: on. He really? need to get Clyde Bach on the line. <laughs> but with, yeah, before poor poor man, his health is that hasn't been the best, but really. Yeah,
1: I didn't know that.
0: I met him years ago. His health wasn't the best, but I think he was happy. I said, I was telling him that my, my, my friend in high school got me into his books, and I read him in high school. So you read him in high school? was <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of people do. Yeah, it was a lot. Cabal, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Um, I know you didn't want this to end, but you know pose is now gone. It's been gone for yes. years. I think last week we I think last week was the final episode and it ended on a good note, which was great. I mean, we spoiler alert, you know, pray tail passed. No! No! No!
1: Well, I just saw an episode where he went home. Oh, my to... goodness. This is the second time that I, I spoiled it for somebody. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are you talking about, me? Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but see, the thing was, I could tell that something was up. You didn't spoil it. I think oh. Instagram spoiled it. And plus, because I was like, somebody didn't make it. I knew somebody wasn't going to make it. And then yeah. when I saw this this marathon because they was jumping episodes and i'm like how y'all gonna say y'all having a post marathon and y'all jumping episodes because i had got something had happened where i missed an episode one week and then i would to the point where i was gonna watch them and i just just said i'm gonna wait till all of them come out and then try to watch them their way because they were getting so good to the point where i'm like i can't do this week's week shit but the episode i just watched was the one where he went home and he discovered that he wasn't going to live Yeah, that he had a time period now, and um, so and somebody, I'm like um, Ash from Ash, Ashes to Ashes, um, uh, from Kill the Dead and uh, Rise from the Grave. She said that if um, Billy Porter does not get the Emmy, it's gonna be some shit. I said, I'm really, I'm ready and willing to to form the Riot Community for that, the the Riot Committee. Because a lot of people say he overacts sometimes, but it's just to me being a black man, black gay man during that time period, because he was alive during that time period and mm-hmm. he experienced some shit. That was that's like exercising some demons right there, you know, and he just going through the acting. Because when he did that, we sung at that damn church. I'm not a church goer, but when you have somebody like that singing the way he did, it makes you rethink some shit. And so and then the episode itself, um, him coming back to the hometown to find out that the guy who pretty much um, welcomed him into the life is now the pastor of the church, married to his female best friend, who we told all his business to. It was just messy. And then the three aunts being Aunt Div, um Sandra and Thelma, you know, from mm. our youth, you know, aka, uh, um, damn, um, Jack ain't Harry, uh, Jack A um, Harry, hear me out, Janet, um, yeah. Janet Hubert, 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 and, um, damn, her name was at the tip of my tongue. She had like a really unique name to always know, but y'all know, um, What's her name? Come on, come on, um, come on, Vic, help me out.
0: <laughs> Wait, you said that? Not, not his mother. Who played his mom? Oh, um, she's. I, I know her from The Wayans Brothers. And Amen. I've known her from Amen. Yeah, yeah from Amen. America. Yeah.
1: See, so, yeah. and um, Got I'm it. gonna look this up. Yeah, I'm gonna look this up because I um I'm gonna feel bad <laughs> if I don't get this. And, you know, we're talking about um. there it is. Okay, her name is Anna Marie Horsford.
0: That's right. Well,
1: now when you say it out loud, like, that, yeah, that's the yeah, name. Yeah, I knew she had a, a certain name. And so I was, it was just, a, that was very, that was a gay black man's childhood. Yeah. And he. It, that's like him coming back It was um, iconic of him being a black gay man coming back to his childhood home. And us, uh, we was there with our aunties as we watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air unveil and then 227 with um, Jackie Harris as uh, Sandra and Amen with um, Anna, uh, Anna Marie Horsford as Thelma and then later on the Wayne Brothers. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, we was raised up with the women black gay men were raised up with the women so for them to be his aunt and his mom and maid, it was just the 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 cherry on the on the on the on the cake you know what i'm saying but they did to have um i I forgot the actor's name but the one who played the pastor he reminds me of the guy who played on amen as the um reverend um yeah who so it was just it, it's just as messy I know somebody I've heard, always heard of Victor of black gay men always ended up messing around with either the pastor or the church director the organist somebody so it was very yeah. black and gay if I even want to say it was very yeah. much so I, yeah, I, I grew up with that
0: I grew yeah. up with that too um, in right. my town the pastor was known to be gay and was messing around with some of the boys and some of the people he was messing around. One in particular, I wanted, so I was like hurt that I was never even considered. Right, <laughs> so but, bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's always been and and Walter, um, rest in peace, Walter. Walter was um, one of our choir directors and one of, in the church that I used to go to when I was a kid. He was gay. He was obviously gay. Um, and that's something that we all experience, you know, as especially black gay kids from a certain time in the South, we grew up, church was life. Church was, you know, sometimes you will go to church, you will go to Sunday school church. You had to go to Bible study. Um, you had to go to, um, you know, summer Bible, uh, vocation school. You had to do all that stuff. Some of us went to, you know, um, like the, the lock-ins for Halloween night, um, at the church where you get to watch mm-hmm. horror movies even though it was like why are we watching horror movies at church but you know it was like you know those type of events and things that we grew up with and we grew up with the fact that we had to deal with our sexuality to where you were here how horrible mm-hmm. you were in the sermons so you know that episode was a very powerful episode um, because i think we all run from that we run from that world um that told us that we were demons. I, I I think I've shared before. I was in college, where you know, my friends, my straight friends, were always warned to stay away from me and my other friends because we were gay. That we had a demon that would get into them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you know, yeah. a lot of us were able to laugh that off, but not every one of us. You know, there some people right. took that very seriously and hurt, and it really hurt them. It took them years to be, you know completely out because of stuff like that. So, you right. know, Pose did something that many shows did not do. It showed us that world a ballroom, but it also showed us the pain and the struggles that they went through. Pain, the struggle it was to be black and gay, but also to show black and gay passion, to show family, to show community in ways oh. we don't see. And one of the things I did appreciate about Pose, is it could have went, you know, Ryan Murphy shows, and it wasn't really completely he produced it, you know, but a lot of Ryan right. Murphy stuff is very sexual. I mm. love the fact that we didn't have we didn't get that. It wasn't a very overly sexual thing. I just recently watched a few episodes of Queer as Folk from Showtime, and I was like, Lord, Lord. they threw sex in our face, and that like they right. threw that a lot in our face to a right. point where I found myself like, what? The story. the story, right? The story. Pose gave us the story, gave us the passion, gave us the characters that we wanted to see. And like I, I, I said on Twitter, and I'm, I said to you earlier, I'm gonna miss Blanca. So I feel like right. is the person that you wanted in your corner, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. all of them you wanted in your corner, but Blanca was the one you wanted.
1: Yes, because she was a ride and die, ride, ride or die. She was like. She was all for her family, and she was like, I think she taught be um um she taught Electra how to be a better mother, because mm-hmm. you noticed that we first met Electra, she was a cold hearted bitch, but by the time she saw how good Blanca, you know, hell Blanca helped her ass out, helped her become a better person, mm-hmm. and but then you saw how she went through the shit that she went through, and you kind of see why she was in that you know, she was angry. And so Blossom pretty much showed her that at least I did something good. She basically, she is the mother, she deserved mother of the year because she really was a mother. And the one thing I kind of hate about this last season of um, Pose, and I blame most of it on um, COVID, was that when it ended and you saw Blanca taking in those two younger kids, I wanted to see her like bring them up, you know what I'm saying? And wanted them to be a part of the show. But it, mm-hmm. I guess it was like, they couldn't have the kids working on there. They, you know, something like that. But, and I'm thinking that maybe Ryan Murphy and Steve Kanawhas and Janet Mock probably planned each season as, we're going to wrap it up just in case we don't come back because, you know, we're pretty, we're not on t- there's nothing like this on TV and we're just going to wrap it up. So if it had got canceled, that would have been a great moment for it to end out on. But the fact that they get canceled, it got brought back and then they had to um, push it into the 90s. I think thinking, like, when well, they pushed to the 90s and the kids have been growing up by then, but still the kids were gone. Damon left, but we know why he left um so uh yeah but blanca was just the best thing and i was so glad she found love because she deserved it she deserved that man she deserved jeremy pope who was fine as fuck (laughs) yeah he is jesus and i sat there and said i didn't know that was jeremy pope because i I mean i knew it was jeremy pope what i'm saying is i didn't know that he was actually gay. The first time I saw Jeremy Pope was in not, people think the first time they saw him was in Hollywood. If you saw the Ranger, you saw him in there too. Mm -hmm. And he was a gay character in there too. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of people don't realize that. And that's one of the reasons why actually I was writing an article when I was watching the Ranger. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting, because I had it on in the background as a first time view. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why is he always hugged up on this dude? I'm not realizing, are they gay? And I said <laughs> I said, whoa. And I said, but the way they did, they didn't ever, they weren't kissing each other. They were like, you know, oh, my boo. you just thought they was all wild and just, you know, drugged out, but they was really that was his boyfriend. I'm like, Bravo, bravo. So he's been in the game for a long ass time. That was the perfect pair up with um uh um, block. He told his mom. Unless you know that he was bullshit. Acting in the Your rich mama that look, um, this is what's gonna happen. Either you gonna um deal with it or you know, whatever. He he was a doctor. I guess he sat there and say, I don't need y'all, I can do my own goddamn thing. So yeah. it was just I love that Blanca got. Now, granted, I haven't seen the last three episodes yet which I'm going to try to watch tonight. I'm going ahead and going ahead and just what's the word I'm looking for, Victor? I'm going to go ahead and make peace with the fact that Propose is gone. Because I got a lot of people in my inbox still saying I can't believe it's gone. I'm like, it's not gone for me yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you can always rewatch it because I felt that way about Sex in the City way back when it ended and I was like it's it's ended. I like, I went to a celebration. I went to there was a celebration in New York and I remember I, I went to it. Um I was like, wow, this is it, this is it, this is it. But I but you know, we always have it. We always had it to watch at any other time. I can still watch it now. Um Girlfriends was like that because I didn't see the original ending. I oh. waited to I waited to the summer to oh, I can't remember when I watched the original, the final episode. Because I was already mad that we were wasn't getting everything, and Tony was gone, and I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna deal with this. Um, to say that out loud, Netflix, you know what you need to do. Oh. <laughs> bring My it back. Needs to do it. get them back together. They all get along. Get them together. Give us a two-hour movie, or you know, do what they've been doing, like with Raven and iCarly do you can do like a just give us like one half season of this is what this is what happened to the girls now and i'll right. be okay. i right. the,
1: the city getting
0: it i know <laughs> another story for the time but, uh, <laughs> pose ended on a very good note i good. i'm gonna miss the girls um and i'm really glad we had that experience i'm very happy right. that the girls are glowing and shining uh MJ right. has a song out, which is cute, um, mm-hmm. and you know, um, you know, they all are really doing what they need to do. Right, and, and so I'm really excited for that. So that, you know, it's I'm hoping for the best for them. Right, uh, and to close out our show today, we're going to talk about Loki. Oh, um, it's been the it's been two episodes so far. Um, for what, y'all don't know Loki. As you saw in the end game, one of the Loki escaped. The past Loki <laughs> escaped in the Tesseract. But however, he got caught by the time, basically by the timekeepers. And so he is experiencing what happens when you have messed around too much and play games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he got caught with them. He learns that there's a variant out, which is him. Um, that's been hiding in the timeline and causing issues. And so we've got two episodes in, um, we've had you know some great characters in there so far. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think so far of the two episodes you've seen of Loki? I'm, I'm
1: really enjoyed though because, and I've enjoyed it, I've enjoyed that each Disney Plus Marvel Studios show has had its own flavor. It's something new and Loki is no exception, and I love that Tom Hiddleston is just having a ball with this role. I'm loving all the characters, there's not a character in there that I cannot stand. Um, I, I love, of course, you know, I love Loki, I love Mobius because he is like, like, he, he studied most, he studied Loki to the T mm-hmm. to the point where he knows he's bullshitting, and I'm glad. That mm-hmm. he don't fall for the Okie doke just like that, you know what I'm saying? And I'm in love with Winnie Winnie um as Hunter B15 because mm-hmm. I just fucking love her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything she's in, I'm like, where where I'm there, I'm there to watch it. I, I'm interested to see what other surprises the show has, but I will tell you for right now, spoiler if you haven't seen the first episode yet. The biggest gag for me in episode one was when he opened up the drawer and saw all the Infinity Stones in there, and the dude was like, "Oh yeah, we use some of the guys use those for paperweights." I was like, <laughs> "How they say the face crack of the century?" <laughs> because Loki yeah. was like, "The fuck?" I'm like, "They in there like, you know, like lost and found, like pencils, like, like some random pencils, pencils. right? Like a, a, a like a broken piece of uh." Like a broken slinky or some shit like that. They just sit in there, just like, yeah, we here." And people sat there and died over
0: those damn Infinity Stones, and they just in the drawer chilling. And
1: And
0: that's yeah, that that showed me how powerful these people are. It was like right. It's like this is yeah we got this and okay right. And I'm (laughs) it was like it's
1: like (laughs) oh go ahead go ahead. No, I'm gonna say it was funny that uh Bobby's already sniffed out Loki, like so you wanna you want to overthrow the timekeepers, huh? I know what you're trying to do. He was like, Well, I thought about that. It was like because that's the greatest power of the
0: universe. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. It's funny
0: because I'm thinking (laughs) because Kang, Kang is a time keeper, and I know Kang is coming, who will be played by Jonathan Majors. Yes, God. Yes. So this is giving us some good stuff. I'm noticing that, you know, these, the timekeepers, Black folks are really in this little mix here. But, um, yeah, I love the fact that Loki is really, the bearer is in his face. Right. It's like, look, uh, it's like, bitch, you ain't achieved nothing. You ain't what you say. Like, you yes. try to see all these things, but everything you did has failed.
1: And, and I love in
0: his face. They were like, let's, right. let's look back at all the stuff you did, including getting your mother killed. Right. Um, including getting yourself killed. Right. And I think this is good for him because I think, you know, I, reading Loki in the comics, Loki seems to never learn his lesson. Right. Uh, and I remember when Storm had to read him way back um, in X-Men um, Annual 9 or 10, what was it but uh, she had to let him know, like, you can't make me. I'm already made. Basically, is what she was saying to him. Because um, he was, you know, he get, she didn't have her powers. He turned to the goddess of thunder. And she was like, it was cute now, but you can have it all back. I know who I am. And oh. so Loki has always got his self serve because he thinks that he's doing people a favor. And, and he's like, he's so above folks that he doesn't realize that humanity is stronger mm. than the foolishness that he is. So yes, he is learning a lot. I feel, I love that, you know, Morbius is like, here you are, you know, king of space. You know, trying to do all this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> just throwing his face like that. Like when he said king of space, I'm like, bitch, he just...
1: Read you, know, you. It's like... Oh,
0: and I'm like, Loki needs to understand, yes, his plans, they get somewhere, but they don't go anywhere. And um, I love when they was telling like, you kill people. Like, you're not mm-hmm. even, you can't even do stuff without doing it wrong, but then it has to end up in this type of murder. And I like when they explain, like, you know, what Cap, the everybody else had to do that was supposed to happen, but what he did. Right. So I, I'm enjoying these, these last two episodes. You know, they, they try to find the variant. And as they find the other person who's involved with it, we're not sure which... I don't want to spoil that for people because I know it's not right. Wednesday, so I'll leave it alone. Right. But you know, what we do see will be interesting and fascinating to see where this goes.
1: Right. And we get next week is going to be the mid-season episode. We'll be mid-season already next week. So it's just like they're going so fast, but it's it's a bit better than um as much as I love one division. And I know they were trying to do 30-minute sit, sitcom type things. It felt like it could have been, like, because I think it was supposed to have be been an extra episode of WandaVision, but COVID fucked it up. Mm. So um, I'm just glad that the Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki are both going with, are, like, hour-long shows. And, yeah, I I, I just, oh, my God. You know I can't wait for What If and Miss Marvel when it comes out this fall. So it's yeah. just like because that's gonna be we're dealing with characters that we already know, and they're setting us up for what's to come. But the fact that we get a new character, in Miss Marvel, is gonna blow us away. It's just gonna be amazing. But you was talking about Kane. Do you think? Because I heard this other other places that there's certain Easter eggs in the first two episodes that look like they're for this set up Kang's arrival. Do you think he's going to make his first appearance in um, Loki and then pop up in Ant-Man Quantum Mania?
0: I think, here I go by conspiracy theories, I think Kang is behind a lot of this. Okay. Kang can do that. All that stuff that's happening right now, that's, that's what Kang has been known for. I would say check out some comics, um, I'll probably post some to kind of come check, check out some of the uh, issues he's had with the Avengers, but also with Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is about to be brought into the universe, so um, really check out Kang. Kang has been—he's messy, um, and he's always had stuff to do. In fact, Kang has some things to do with Wanda going a little. Little, little crazy in the comics at one point, Mortis and all that. Mm. So, um, you know, I think K may be coming and could be somewhat talked about during Loki. Again, you know, it also could be uh, mystified. Because <laughs> they did show that. Because I think they were trolling us when they showed that, that picture of that demon. I was like, yes,
1: y'all yes. Playing?
0: No, we kept thinking Mr. Poe was a part of it, and Mr. Poe could because Mr. Poe has always been a, in a mix of stuff like this too. Loki, Mr. Poe, and a lot of them have crossed paths in ways, you know, with Thor, with Doctor Strange. They've all crossed paths, right, uh, in some form of fashion. And so that's why I'm always like, even though yeah, you control us about Mr. Poe, don't count Mr. Poe out <laughs> because yeah, he's played a role in a lot of his foolishness. But I do want to point out that what I did, the one of the Easter eggs that you could call Easter egg is when, um, you know, when they were going through like everything, when, when they were like, when uh, Loki was arrested per se, um, they kind of mentioned that his, um, his sex, um, according to the Time Variance Authority was fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's supposed to be gender fluid in so many ways. So, we, we saw in the comics, we may see it. You, I don't want to spoil anything, but you may see that. We all know Loki does not really have a sexual preference. Um, so, you know, this is going to be very fascinating as we keep going through that. But if y'all didn't catch that, um, they did say that his sex was fluid.
1: Mm. So pay attention
0: to that, y'all, that Loki is a lot of different things um, out there. So, we'll see right. more as we go forward. But I'm enjoying this. It's only been two episodes. Um, The next episode will be um, one that we will be talking about, um, just because it's going to be not only the mid season, but it's going to be a little bit more about Ravana and Ravana Renslayer, which is um, okay. So it's going to be something about what she's doing. She's a judge, um, but there is something about her that will really play a role okay yeah, yeah really
1: i'm interested in her character as well it, it's just i'm just hearing her mobius talk it's like they have a history but i'm trying to figure what their history is per se and then on top of that like is she the is there somebody above her or what's the word i look for there? is this is there a um Who's her liaison liaison yeah. Is she the liaison between the 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 um the um other people, the TVA and the timekeepers, or is there, or is there a liaison between her and the timekeepers? You see what I'm saying? Is she the yeah. liaison,
0: or is it somebody else? You know, so mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to figure out. See, that's why I'm. There's so much to be revealed, and I, like I said, you look, when you look at the timekeepers, they look. One of them look. They look like K in the face.
1: I didn't pay no attention to that. I'm gonna have to go back and look.
0: look at Kang and look at them. They they have that look. I can't really explain it, but it's that weird box look (laughs) that they have. Let's pay attention to that. Because Kang is no joke. And, you know, I might have to do a a side episode about Kang.
1: A deep dive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because Kang... uh, uh, Kang is a very interesting character. You know, you can't tell him anything. He's also arrogant. They're all arrogant. Um, But, you know, he's... um, There's been so many different alternate versions of him. Um, He's just known, at one point, he was known as a timed traveling um, entity. But the reason why I brought up um, Ravana is because he falls for um, her and she does not really return his feelings. Oh. There's some history between Ravana um, and um, Kane. So that's why it's very interesting and why I think Kang may have something to do with this. Um, she according to the Are comics, and according to the comics, they she doesn't really return his feelings, but she does care about him. Um, oh my god! And we'll see what happens. There's a lot with Ravana that y'all y'all may not know, but you should know. So um Kang and Ravana has a past. may be it may be alluded to so we'll find out
1: well i need to really utilize my marvel unlimited subscription (laughs)
0: because that is some information i did not know yes thank you you for that also ravana is royalty she's the daughter of king careless um who is a a puppet ruler of an unrevealed kingdom of king the conqueror
1: Oh my god. So, oh my god. Yeah, I need to go on and get on this shit. Get me up a reading list for me to sit there and catch up on stuff so I can be ready for it. You know and what?
0: I'm going to probably do that. So, I'm going to probably set some stuff up on Magachine, Twitter, um and check out some stuff between Ravana and, Ka- and Kang and mm-hmm. Kane. Um and 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 some of the things that she was saying in the second episode. So, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it, but pay attention. Um, also, you have to remember that there's so many different things going on. Uh, we may even get the Grandmaster. Um, uh, Grandsmaster has a lot to do with um tournament of champions. The best way he was able Ooh. to do it was to pull people from different timelines and different parts of the Marvel, universe. right? So, there's a lot, y'all. We can go down this thing, um, but. We, we, we're gonna probably do have a deep dive. Mark may have to come back. I have to do a deep dive on these people.
1: Lift, bring me artists. back. Shit,
0: bring me back. <laughs> we gotta talk about all this stuff.
1: Give me some but, homework and be like, just in school me on whether or not, uh, test me
0: whether or I actually paid attention
1: because that sounds hot. Yeah.
0: All right, y'all. Well, that was pretty much our episode this week. Mark, where, where can everybody find you and what are you up to? Um, for right now, um, you can find
1: me on Twitter at the Anticritic, and on Instagram Marco S is all one word at Midnight Social stu- Oh, at Midnight Social Distortion <laughs> all one word on Twitter on, on Instagram as well. Excuse me, on Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse? I I can get in Clubhouse. I just don't, I don't use it. Okay, Clubhouse <laughs> MS Distortion. And as you guys know, I do have a podcast out now called Midnight Social Distortion. It's on episode three? or Yeah.
0: I, okay. I think you're on three now.
1: Yeah. I, I, I know I did a side episode for a review for Army of the Dead, which y'all can check out. But I'm going to probably postpone the next episode because this is my work weekend and it's all these holidays and stuff. So I'm just trying to get everything together, get my life together before I sit there, throw another one out there. But it probably it's going to come out within the week, though. It's just not going to probably be Sunday but I used to drop them. So (laughs)
0: that's pretty
1: much it. What about you?
0: Well, you can always find me on Twitter arguing, folks. Um, Mm -hmm. At least you're being um, honest. <laughs> hiring with folks, um, you can find me there um, at Wonderman Five. You can find um, Nick, and I am Nikki P on Twitter as well. Uh, I am Nikki um o nine, um, and we're on we're on everything. We're on all of those social medias. You can find the podcast, you know, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher. Um, we will soon be on Twitch. Um, you Ooh. can also find, it will soon be on YouTube, hopefully. Um, we're yes. going to try to take this up a little bit more. So check us out everywhere. And you know what? Y'all enjoy, you know, Juneteenth Pride. Um, yes. Drink, you know, go get your um, Black and brown shirt at Target. And uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's on sale now. So go get that. And we'll see you soon. Peace.